Welcome to Simple Truth Love, a place where we talk about self-leadership, self-care, and self-love. With the hope that our self-help conversations might inspire you to look at fundamental well-being practices. Here, we'll dissect powerful words and explore how those words can enable or disable us from being our best selves. And contemplate things together that make us be the best we can be. I'm Rochelle Doyle. And I'm Cindy Bradshaw. And today we get to have a conversation with Vetrina King. Vetrina graduated from Berkeley College of Music with a degree in music production and engineering before becoming a singer. She has been part of the TV show Ally McBeal and performed and recorded with Melissa Manchester, Rod Stewart, Mariah Carey, Whitney Houston, Ray Charles, Barry Manilow, and Barry White, just to name a few. She's also been on several Disney children's albums, television, and theme songs. In 2000, Vitrina was rated the top unsigned artist by Music Connection magazine. In 2004, she moved her two children out to the country in Northern California, trading lights, camera action for horses, goats, and chickens. She is currently the composer for award-winning musicals Zakati Park, Rumpelstiltskin, and The Game of the Name. And today, we're going to talk about the importance of balance. We found two definitions of balance that we'd like to use as a reference point. The first is a noun, and that's a distribution of weight enabling someone or something to remain upright and steady. And the second is a verb, and it means to put or keep something in a steady position so that it does not fall. Welcome, Katrina. Hi, thanks for having me. Thank you for being here. Will you let us know why you chose the word balance to dissect today? I think actually the word chose me, you know how people say that. It's one of the first things that I thought of when I thought, oh, what word would be just wonderful to dissect? And balance popped into my head. And that's because it's one of the tools that I use the most in my life to make my life work. It's something I'm conscious of on a daily basis. For me, balance is about self-care, actually. They say, make sure that you put your own mask on first before you try to put anybody else's mask on. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that balance and being mindful of balance in my life is me making sure that I have my own mask on, as it were. And then I can take care of everybody else. And that's one of the reasons why I want to balance my life so I can help my kids and all of that. So I feel like for me, it's one of the most important things daily balance and looking at my week and how are things lying. Mm. And, you know, and then there's also, balance of the entire year and you know life so yeah sort of like the buddhist middle path or it's that you know to everything there's a season so if i'm doing a whole lot one day i'm gonna maybe kind of look at not doing so much the next i don't know if this is related or not but cindy's talked a couple times before about the third option when there's two options in a situation i see parallels between that and the buddhist middle path And I really like that concept of just looking at what else there is that can create a different option or a different reality or, you know, add to our lives. There's a Swedish word, logum, and logum means not too much and not too little. I have a Swedish sister, so (laughs) it's just like, it seems kind of random. Why Sweden? But when I heard that word and I thought, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Everything, not too much, not too little. Writing down logum. (laughs) (laughs) Love that. So, Rochelle, why do you think balance in life is important? 
In the same way that Vitrina was talking about balance, not too much, not too little, I think I see in my life a lot of moments where I'm super cerebral. And the saying that I've learned, you can't learn to swim in the library. What happens if you spend all of your time just being bookish, right? Well, when it comes to practicing things, then you're not as skilled. I, by the way, passed my written test for my driver's license five times with no problem and also failed my behind the wheel four times, (laughs) passed on the fifth time, sticked a little extra love over here. But I think that that's that example of balance is when you're super high or low on one area, your life's a little bit out of whack. So how do you take in everything that life has and live kind of an even flow? Cindy, how about you? I think it's really important to stay true to your values and always know where your North Star is. I really need to know like what things to say yes to and what things to say no to that aren't really enriching for me and are not in alignment with what I need out of life. But Trina, how about with children? How do you find balance with children? First of all, one of the things I've done is sort of educate my sons as to how important balance is. So they recognize themselves when there are times when I need to have quiet time or they need to have quiet time. So I sort of raised them with a mindfulness about balancing themselves. So I never wanted them to be over or under scheduled. And that was just something that was even a part of the dialogue in our lives. And so I love to play hard and then we're not going to do anything this week, guys. My youngest son, we live out in the country and he, to this day, and he's 17, will just sort of get up from his schoolwork and he just goes out into the yard and kind of just has a meditative time to himself. It's so important to be a good role model for children with balance because they're looking to the adults in their lives. So if you can show them really good balance, they will have really good balance. Or you can also, the opposite is like more like a martyr complex, right? You can either teach that or you can teach balance. So I think it is really important. Yeah. Rochelle, what do you think about balance in the lives of children? Well, I guess it brings up another question for me, which is balance in being a parent. Because I feel like when I see parents, me not being one, I see people lose their identity a little bit and say, I'm not Rochelle anymore. I am my daughter's mother now instead. And it makes me wonder all the more, do parents really feel that? Or is that something that I'm just struggling with? I think it's absolutely something that people feel So I'm thinking one of the things that I do as a performer, that's also role modeling for my my children. It's like I have my own creativity and I can bring them in to be a part of that. But I'm not just mom. I'm also a performer. I'm also doing these other things. Although they are my most important (laughs) treasures right in this world. But part of that is also showing them that I also have other identities and that you're allowed to as well. Yeah, that's such a good example because by doing you, you're able to say, okay, I'm going to do me. And that means you can do you over in this corner over here. And at some point they're going to intersect, but we're not going to be here forever. Especially as you kind of see sometimes parents going through this, it's called empty nesters when kids go off to college and it seems like they experience that new loss of identity all the more. Yeah, I think it's really, really important to maintain who you are when you have kids because I definitely fell into the more 
I'm now mom and I'm panicked and I need to do all these things for my kids. And then you lose yourself within that. And so I had to almost gain that back for myself in doing this type of work where I'm really looking at how I can care for myself more and make choices that really show my kids that I'm putting myself first. One of the things I did with my kids, each night we would have a two-minute silent meditation and a check-in on our day. And of course, the two-minute silent meditation didn't start out so smoothly. (laughs) So they would in the middle of it, and then I would start over. And then they started to learn not to heavy sigh in the middle of it. And then after a while, of course, their bodies would just settle into that. And then they got used to it and even wanted to do the two-minute meditation. So in terms of, yeah, how I use balance with my kids to help them just send in their day and just take a moment. They're smart. They recognize that that makes them feel better. It's important to show them the things that do make them feel better as a person when they're younger so that they can have those, you know, I'm starting over to try to learn those things as an adult, which is much more challenging. Yeah, I think for me, the habit builders are huge. I'm retrying five minutes a day of meditation. And I really think I'm better when I do 10, but I find myself like, you're late. You can't do this. I'm going to be late. I'm already 15 minutes late. Why not be 20 minutes late, really? But I won't give myself that space. Then I'm just like, my mind's racing, thinking about all these different projects, but I'm getting there. We're all a work in progress. (laughs) Exactly. And I think, yeah, a lot of balance is to me about micro habits. Mm, I like that. For sure. Little things get to the big things. The next question, Vitrina, you were in Hollywood singing and performing. What was the turning point for you where you started to make a decision to move to a simpler life with your family? So I did. I lived in Hollywood and I loved it, you know, in my early 20s. But, you know, I decided early on that I had the idea early on, I'll put that way, more than a decision that I wouldn't raise kids in such a huge city. I think it felt very fast for me running about and being very fast as a 20-something was wonderful, but I felt like it was too fast for the kids around me. You made it work for yourself. And that's really what balance is all about. You took your life and said, I need to have these quiet moments out in nature. And if that means driving two hours, I'm okay with it. I think there's this false sense of balance needs to be sort of like our self-care wheel. Like you have to have all these sections of your life figured out and have them all equal. Mm -hmm. And that's not what balance is about. Balance is different for each and every person. Balance is about creating the life that works for you and helps you find your center. So being balanced, you know, you think of like a teeter-totter and you're the middle, you're the center of that teeter-totter. And if you feel centered and solid with what you're doing in your life, you're going to be better in all ways, really. Katrina, how do you balance multiple priorities in your life? I'm slow. (laughs) I do things incrementally. And some of my friends, they giggle about that. And so some of the time I'm slower than people want me to be. You know, I make sure if there's a deadline, I'll meet that. But I don't rush around a lot. And that's how I juggle multiple things. I do a little bit of this. Again, you know, that logram thing. And then I'll go over here and I'll finish uh, working that project for a bit. I might be working on a song or something. And of course, if I'm composing, a lot of times there's a deadline on that. So I'm kind of more focused on that. 
But yeah, I do things much more slowly. Like I have a friend that works with me and it kind of drives her nuts because <laughs> her sense of balance is different from mine. And so that's what I love about you, Vitrina. Vitrina is just always so centered. And Vitrina and I worked together for a while and there could be all sorts of craziness going on. And Vitrina is centered and methodical about what she is doing. And I have so much respect for that because I think that's why you have good balance. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes you have to say no. <laughs> and then if I'm saying no too much, it's like, okay, I need to be a yes now. And I get <laughs> things about that. <laughs> but yeah, that's how I do multiple things. It's like Oprah said, like, you know, you can't do everything at once. Mm-hmm. For sure. And you have, sometimes people get disappointed by that, but there'll be another time. It's not like I'm forever going to be a no on something. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, we'll we'll do that at some other time, you know? Right. Well, and I think that the important part to think about there too, that I have to internalize is when you say no, there is a space for someone else who maybe was meant to fill that position that opens up. Maybe I'm not meant to do whatever it is that somebody else has identified in me and I don't have the space to do. And when you say no, you're not overloading your own schedule so that you're going to give somebody 15% of your best self and deliver a half-assed product that they don't feel good about. Exactly. That's right. Really, if I'm saying yes when it should have been a no, and then I'm bringing this energy into what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. doesn't serve them, doesn't serve any of us. Such a great point. It's just then it becomes against what you believe in, and then you feel terrible about it, and you're not making anyone else feel good about the thing you're doing if you're not feeling right about it either. So what about you, Rochelle? How do you balance multiple priorities in your life? Scheduling. I think that scheduling is my biggest tool. I think about number one, the amount of things that I like to do. I have hobbies with beekeeping and studying wine and growing our podcast and then a full-time job and not wanting to live in complete filth and seeing my family, but then even making sure that I'm taking care of my finances. All these things, I have found success in carving out space for each one and not breaking those appointments with myself. That's one huge tool for me. And a second, just as a leader in organization on a team, it's trying to balance thinking about those long-term sort of strategic organizational needs and weave them into the day-to-day. Because if you're not looking at both simultaneously, one or the other can get very lost. If you're not paying attention to both, you're either going to miss the forest for the trees or miss the trees for the forest. And both of those are necessary to make an organization thrive. Yes. How about you, Cindy? I definitely am a scheduler too. If I put it in my planner, it usually happens. So it's helpful for me to schedule in the things that I really want in my life. An example of this was I was working so much and just really felt my life was off balance. So I decided I really wanted to walk at least 10,000 steps a day. And there was no way I could do it with the work schedule I had. So I said, how can I work with this work schedule? So I started having walking meetings and I started to, after every meeting I had, like on the computer, I'd take a walk around the campus. 
then I got my 10,000 steps a day. So I sort of made the situation I was in work for me. And I think that's a lot of what balance is. Sometimes you are dealt a deck of cards that might be difficult, but how can you work within that and still get what you need? So I think that's kind of what I do to balance multiple priorities. That's totally that third option, though. I love the walking meeting because it's not that you're knowing either situation, right? You're not saying I completely sacrifice walking so that I do my job or I'm completely sacrificing my job so that I can do my walking. You're like, hey, let's go meander together while we strategize about whatever it is that we need to do. Yes, let's figure it out. You just have to really think creatively. As a side note, I noticed that I get my best self is during walking meetings. My brain powers up a little bit more. Movement in conjunction with thought is a good thing. One of the things I like to do when I walk is listen to podcasts. Yes. Or when cleaning. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) All of that makes it a little more entertaining. Or, you know, I read in a book recently and I thought of you, Rochelle, because I know you're not a fan of working on your finances. And this author of the book was the same way, did not like working on her finances. So she loved to make cute little cards with stickers and things. So when she would pay her bill, she would decorate the outside of the envelope. And she (laughs) looked so forward to decorating the outside of the envelope that she actually started to look forward to paying her bill. So it's interesting because what I've done so far this month, I have my meeting with myself and I haven't broken a meeting yet. And I'm starting to look forward to it. Number one, because I know what's going on and not like, oh, don't look, don't look, don't look. And number two, because I have my little allowances where I'm like, this is your clothing budget or this is your whatever budget, you know, my wine budget. And when I see there, I'm like, whoop, whoop, do you want to spin it or do you want to, do you want to hold off a little bit? Well, let's just hold off for a little bit. I love it. My guys would probably be rolling their eyes because they're like, no, no more of the finance thing. But <laughs> I do see that like as self-care as well. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, when we don't know what's going on, it's so stressful. And that's a part of my balance as well, you know? Great point. And I do. I have all kinds of like colorful charts and I put flowers on things. It's like a piece of art. <laughs> <laughs> Make it fun. Vitrina is now composing songs to get her house cleaned and (laughs) (laughs) all of that. So what do you do when you get out of balance? I usually look at my calendar. We were talking about scheduling and just to see as a performer, I would just say like a lot of the time, if I say yes to something and then that leads to something else and that leads to something else Mm -hmm. because, you know, people love music and before I know it, I've got, you know, five or six things going and just kind of like, okay, you know. Another thing that I do to reestablish balance is that I have a really long sort of morning routine and I might get to work a little bit later. They know I work the quote unquote late shift. It doesn't mean I'm going in really late, but I'm not there at like eight or nine o'clock. Like, and I've been up early, but then I do more of my like yoga, meditation, all of those kind of things. Darn it. I'm going to take time mm-hmm. for myself. <laughs> Set your day on the right trajectory. That's right. Cindy, how about you? I think it's really important when you get out of balance to stop blaming others and look to yourself. You can only control what is going on for you. And you need to look at what in your life is necessary and unnecessary and make adjustments. Most of the time, 
what you think is true is not like you think there's no way I could walk 10,000 steps at work, for example, but you can't and you can, you really have to ask yourself, is that true? Or can I figure out a way of doing that? Because your mind's going to tell you you can't. So you need to question it. And would the world really come crashing down if I took a mental health day? Probably not. But we think in our minds like, oh, I could never do that. So I think all of those things are really important to keep in mind. I have to think about that a little bit because I think sometimes I perceive the world to be all these people are asking me to do all this stuff. And maybe there's a question of have you been clear that you are really your plate's really full that you're spinning right now? Maybe not. Maybe you've been saying, okay, and it's time to help clarify your boundaries. Yeah, because you don't want to let people down, right? Mm -hmm. That's what I think too, like women, that can be harder for us. We want to be everything for everyone. I'll just speak for myself. I know I can get into those modes. And then I realize that like, oh yeah, you know, you have to disappoint a little bit for just a moment here. Do you want to answer that, Rochelle? What do you do when you get out of balance? Well, it's just interesting that the other thing that I noticed while we're saying we need to internalize and not look at other people, I notice that other people's energy can shift my balance, can shift me out of whack. So I have to watch other people's energy. And I understand that my energy is the one that's funky some days too. I will be the person that has the energy that's like, watch out. But if someone comes in and they're being a crazy maker, then I have to take a step back and calm my own self and come from a relaxed place and maybe not engage for a little bit so that I can preserve my own sanity. So, Vitrina, has farm life helped you to keep balance in your life? And if so, how? Living on a farm definitely has helped me to keep balance in my life. Because, first of all, it's slower and it's hard, actually. And believe it or not, that helps the very fact that it's hard. And what I mean by that is just like, when it rains, my septic tank will overflow sometimes and things like that, you know, <laughs> it's terrible that I hated at the time. Our well ran dry at one point, but all of these things are sort of grounding elements. So I can't be flying about all of the time because I have to deal with these things out there tromping around, moving trees. And so I do think it definitely lends ba balance in my life. I would run around a lot more without my little homestead. And then the other thing I'm going to say is that Interestingly enough, living around so many animals, it lends a lot of balance mm. because they have it naturally, you know, mm -hmm. and they're not going to be overscheduled. Like, you know, and so it sounds weird, but like watching them <laughs> sometimes play and sometimes rest and all of that stuff. Mm. It's like a great example. Vitrina, you just brought up such a good point. And I think people think balance means you're not doing anything sometimes. I think they think it's very passive, but balance can mean you're challenging yourself and doing really hard things, but they feel good to you, right? Yes. Mm. It doesn't have to be, sometimes I think people think, oh, I have good balance. I'm at the spa all day, <laughs> relaxing, which is not a bad thing to do. <laughs> Let me say, that is a fantastic thing to do for yourself. Sounds like balance to me. <laughs> <laughs> However, I feel really good when I challenge myself mm -hmm. to do hard things. And nothing's harder than being on a farm and taking care of animals and all of that. But there's such a great reward to it as well. Yeah, because a lot of the time it's the opposite of what I'm doing someplace else. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember I did, I did like a concert at a venue here, the Woodland Opera House, opening for Melissa Manchester. We did a concert together here. 
And that very night I got off stage and I literally had like a glittery top on and I had to take that on like muck out a shed or something. I remember it was like something I had to do. And I thought, I was laughing because I thought if only the people that had just saw me on stage could see me now. <laughs> That's amazing. That's fantastic. So then what if you can't shovel a septic tank? What if we all don't get to have our own private septic tank to shovel? Yeah. What other things do you recommend for people to help slow down or help keep balance in their life? So yeah, you're not missing out on the septic tank thing. That part's not. (laughs) (laughs) But definitely like I think bringing nature into one's life, that can be done anywhere, right? You can let your, even your backyard, if you have backyard, you can let it, you know, bring some plants in or let it get a little overgrown or not overgrown, but like let it be natural. So you can give yourself that feeling of just like being in nature and slowing down. I know a lot of people that like don't live on farms still have farm animals like chickens in the city that just brings something different mm-hmm. to your life. Like you don't have to like live out in a rural area to have that. That's just one thing. And again, I think doing things incrementally in Rochelle, in terms of like what I would recommend to people, like in terms of bringing balance in your life, slow down to take, just like you said, five minutes. You were talking about meditating for five minutes. Doesn't have to be 10 in the morning, but just that micro habit. And you realize that, look, I'm really running around today, but I did meditate this morning doesn't matter if it was five minutes. I did it. Mm-hmm. And then the opposite is true too. I find that if I'm only just being quiet, then I might need to reach out to some people and say, hey, let's go out, you know, so that we can balance in that direction as well. Yeah. My garden is a great way for me to calm down a little bit. When I get out there, there's something that's so nice about seeing something, seeing a small little basil, and then in a month or so, having a big blooming basil. And even something like that's an indoor plant and then using that to make my caprese salad or to make whatever it is, it's mine and it helps me feel a little better. It's awesome. Vitrina, what are some of the warning signs that your life is off balance? The warning signs for me, they might sound kind of silly, but if I'm dropping things a lot, if I get really butterfingery, <laughs> if I drop like three things in the week, uh-huh. I'm like, okay, I need to slow down. I love it. If I keep running into doors and slamming my fingers in drawers, if I slam my finger in the drawer, like, you know, twice, I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm moving too fast. (laughs) That's so funny because my words is my biggest one. I'll start stuttering a lot more and I'll ping pong all over the place. Like I will start to clean my house and I feel like clearly I need to clean my house because that is the thread that I am on today. (laughs) But I'll go and pick up a pen and put it in the office. And then I get to the office and I'm like, well, I've always wanted to go through the stack of papers. Let me go through the stack of papers. But then I want this paper to go over here and then I'll go over to the laundry room and things won't get accomplished or I'll start a ton of little projects with no intentionality towards spending quality time on them and end up unwrapping a bunch of projects and then defeated, settle into a glass of wine and Netflix. (laughs) Well, it's about focus too. And I think Vitrina, when you're, you know, slamming yourself into doors, you're not focusing, right? You're not really thinking about what you're doing. So that makes a lot of sense because I think balance is focus. Yes, I agree. I agree. I remember I've broken a baby toe on each of my feet. And I remember my dad goes, why do you keep breaking your toes? And I was just like, I was in the middle of composing these musicals. And it was just like, (sighs) I'm just, yeah, I'm only focused on that. And everything else is, you know, 
And I do use my house as a gauge too. If it gets too out of control, then I'm like, okay, you know, a few dishes is one thing. But if it's just like, I look at them like, oh my gosh, (laughs) I need to slow down. Cindy, what are some warning signs that your life is off balance? Definitely when I'm not sleeping, Mm. I am thinking about all the things I need to do the next day and cannot fall asleep. That's a huge one for me. I drink more wine. Mm-hmm. I also eat more candy. It's circling the drain, Rochelle. It's like I'm going to be sucked in if I don't do something to change up what I'm doing. And I think that two o'clock in the morning wake up session that happens is common with people where you start to just everything that nagged you from the day before comes back. And it's like, what am I going to do about this project? What am I going to do about this dilemma in my life circling around? Definitely a sign. And on the other hand, if I'm not doing enough, because again, I feel like there's balance in that too. Mm-hmm. And if I'm starting to get sort of a little depressed or if I just realize I need to have more stimulus now. Vitrina, do you have an example of a time in your life when things were really out of balance and a little bit about what your tactics were to change that for yourself? Yeah, I definitely had a time in my life and it was right sort of going through a divorce, actually. And I sort of had this attitude, I think, of I'm not going to slow down. I can do it all, you know, sort of newly single parenting, and I'm not going to let this sort of affect me. And I took on a lot of projects and decided I was going to do this big concert. And I tell you, my body was like, I'm not having it. (laughs) Hmm. And I got on the concert and I had a ton of people there and literally like no notes would come out. Like I had laryngitis. I got really sick. Oh, wow. Is what happened. And I had to push through and it was called the gratitude concert. And (laughs) (laughs) all things. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But the first few notes and I just remember it was like starting the Tour de France and realizing that your front bicycle tire is locked. (laughs) People looking at me and the next day I couldn't talk at all. And then I got severely anemic and I had to like actually get a blood transfusion because I was just pushing through, pushing through. I had to listen to my body and my body was telling me, you need to just stop. So after the blood transfusion and I got my voice back, I laid low and just let my body recover. I actually ended up having a surgery. So I just couldn't do anything and heal physically and also heal from going through this big event, you know, my marriage dissolving. Mm-hmm. And in that space, that's how I ended up writing the musical because in that space, like I said, no, 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 no to everything and months went by. And then someone that I had met in the past came and said, can you look at the script and see if you could put some music to it? Now, some other time in my life or in the middle of that chaos, I wouldn't have had time to do that. And I was sitting on the couch all the time. So I was like, sure, I'll look at it. And then this opened up all of these other doors and a whole new direction for me. So I think we were talking about that earlier. I think Rochelle was saying something about sort of when you say no, sort of it opens up for somebody else to do something if you're not meant to do it. Mm -hmm. And it also opens up for you to do something that you might not have seen. Like even healing yourself at that moment, you might have needed that time. Absolutely. My body told me so. Cindy, how about you? So I would say when my kids were younger, my husband worked and traveled a lot. And I was home alone with the kids. And I did a lot of blaming my husband for not being home and a lot of blaming the kids for being wild and crazy and a lot of focus externally instead of working on myself internally. So I was definitely played the martyr complex role of Mm -hmm. everyone's doing this to me. 
And it wasn't until I figured out that nobody's doing anything to me. This is my situation in life and I need to internally fix this. That's the only solution for me. And I started to do meditation and I started to exercise more and I started to really take time for the things that made me the best that I could be. Then the children started acting differently and I wasn't resentful of my husband and that helped our marriage. And so I really had to shift the way I looked at things to be more of like, hey, this is your life. You either change it or you find a way to make it work for you. Those are your only choices. And once I did that, that really set me into a whole new place where I felt like I had balance in my life. It's interesting how it affected your kids, like it affected your family. Mm -hmm. Catherine Pulsifer, her name is, that said time and balance are the two most difficult things to have control over, yet they are both the things that we do control. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's a statement about the self. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Very true. Vitrina, how does balance play into our culture right now? One of the things is that we're so accessible. You know, we have our these cell phones on us that are pinging constantly. Mm. So I think people really don't expect us to not be available, which is an interesting thing that our parents and their parents did not have. You know, I just changed my kids' ringtones are now special ringtones because I got so tired of just is that them, you know, with things constantly pinging. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times I won't have the phone on me. And that's about balance for me. People just expect immediate reactions to things that don't really necessarily need to be immediate. And yet I think we feel this tug inside of us that they do need to be immediately answered. Mm -hmm. People can wait. You know, that's one thing I love teaching children. It's okay to wait for just a moment. Mm -hmm. And how much more thoughtful can you be if you take time to think about your response to a situation a lot of the times rather than to just... My job is to be first at sending a response. So I have to do that within 30 seconds. Absolutely. We're so reactionary right now. Mm -hmm. It's very true. I also think that when I think of so much strife is caused by imbalance, when you look at like wars and all of these things, they're caused by some imbalance in whether it's power or money or resource. So Mm -hmm. to me, I look at the culture in that way too. Cindy, how about you? How do you feel balance plays into our culture right now? I think balance is something that most people think of in reference to time most of the time. And I think that also balance is about belonging and identity. If I work in a male-dominated environment and I feel really undervalued and that makes me feel off balance, then I need to work at changing that in order to gain that balance back. So I think in our society, there's a lot that happens and this gets into what Rochelle was saying about the third option, right? So if I work in this male-dominated environment and I'm feeling very undervalued as a female in that environment, how can I move towards having balance for myself and also working with this organization and people that I might not be able to change how they deal with me in the world? What do you think about that, Rochelle? I think it's interesting that you were talking about imbalance, Vitrina, in terms of a war or a global situation. And the micro version of that is thinking about the imbalance 
of things that you experience daily within your life and how you navigate that. I mean, those are two different scaled sides of the same coin. I don't know if I have much more than that, but it's interesting that they are the same thing. It's just what role do we play in affecting or accepting or moving? I've always used this saying, move, adapt, or die in terms of what you do within an organization. And it's stolen from some animal theory, but it's basically saying in nature, when something challenges a species, it has three options. It has the option to move, adapt, or die, right? It can shift on and find a new place to live. It can adapt to whatever is happening, whether it's climate or whatever, or it's going to die. That's kind of the thing that's being posed with you, Cindy, is that, Mm -hmm. you know, we need to figure out ourselves when imbalances come more externally for us, what we decide to do in that situation. Cindy, I love that point. We think of balance in terms of time. So much of our definition about balance is, yeah, about balancing time. But that, yeah, it's not just about time. I love that. So, Petrina, what takeaways would you like for us to leave with? I'd like to say not to feel guilty about doing whatever you need to do to balance your own life. It's very individual. It looks different for everyone. The center of that teeter-totter is different for everyone. But to own your own life and situation, take responsibility for the balance in your life and to be empowered to do that and not to feel any guilt about it and that you're being a role model for people around you when you are mindful about balance. Mm. Rochelle? So I really liked, it's consistent in my life, this idea of micro habits. What micro habits can I pick up that just tweak things little by little? And also, you're going to have to say it for me again in Swedish, not too much and not too little. Log them. I am just going to log them away. (laughs) How about you, Cindy? Slowing down. If you really want to find your center and what you really feel is right in your heart and you're able to, amongst all the chaos, find that peace within you, you really have to slow down so you're not bumping into doors and (laughs) breaking toes, slamming your fingers into things and breaking toes. That's my takeaway. (laughs) I feel like we have a bumper sticker coming that says, scoop the poop and save your toes. (laughs) (laughs) There you have it. Love it. So, Vitrina, thank you so much for joining us for this conversation. Yes. It was such a pleasure. I so enjoyed it. We've loved having you. It's been really insightful for me because I feel like balance is somewhere in my life that I am truly struggling. Do you have a quote that's going to take us home? Next to love, balance is the most important thing. John Wooden. I have to meditate on that one for a while. So since we have Vitrina, who has composed and performed music, we have a piece of music that we are going to end the podcast with. It is composed and performed by Vitrina King, and it is called Kate, and it's from the Cotty Park. Just a little girl And my friends would disagree Or couldn't sort their problems